Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the very first episode of After Work Drinks, an Australian news and pop culture podcast by myself, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello. Hello. <laughs> nice little intro. <laughs> We're both journalists. I work at Marie Claire and InStyle Australia. And I work at Harper's Bazaar and Elle Australia. How's it going? It's good. How are you? We've been talking about this for quite a long time, so we're quite excited to be finally doing it. We've been talking about this since 2004. We've been talking about this (laughs) since the dawn of the internet, (laughs) and now everyone with a pulse is creating a podcast, so we're jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're both best friends, Mm. and we sort of catch up every Friday night, have a glass of wine, have a bottle of wine. Um, and, you know, have a little debrief of the week. So this is about what we usually do on a Friday, but in <laughs> yeah. podcast form. Yes, and cutting out all the parts where we talk absolute smack about people we know. People we know. <laughs> <laughs> and everything else. So we just thought we would kind of wrap up the news. Like our job is to know everything that's going on all around the world, whether it be what Meghan Markle just wore, what yep. Trump just said. Yep. Everything in between, um, and we just thought we would talk about the actually the parts that actually interested us. Yeah, right. So we've got a few good things on the agenda this week. Should I say it? Yes. Okay. Is this got a list? <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about Ultimate Mom, Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> mom, mom. <laughs> Spelled okay. M O M on my notes, so I had to say Mom. Uh, Jacinda Ardern. Why everyone's talking about Meghan Markle's hair? Blake Lively's suits issue. Kanye having a good idea for once in his life and how everything has changed or not changed since the Me Too movement, which happened almost a year ago. Oh, some big, big topics in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start talking about your mate, Jacinda Ardern, yes. who 
Izzy's too humble. Maybe she isn't and she was about to say it to say <laughs> okay. it's her friend. I was about to say, yes, I'm from New Zealand if, if they hadn't Yeah, Yes, I'm friends with Jacinda Arden, stop asking. Yes. Um, yeah, Izzy did a very good sort of exclusive profile on her for Marie Claire after she became Prime Minister. Yeah, but it, that's because um, – so I've known her for years but mostly through her boyfriend, uh, now the first – what is it? First man of New Zealand. <laughs> The spouse of the Prime Minister. Uh, who She's amazing. Care. You guys look a bit alike, actually. I've heard people say that before. Um, yeah, but we... So I didn't even know. I came to work just bounded in one day. And everyone was like, oh, how incredible was the leader of the Labour Party's speech last night or whatever. Um, and I was just on my phone. And they were like, yeah, she did this, she did that. And I was like, sorry, she who? <laughs> and like, just into Arden. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh. I know her. <laughs> <laughs> like if I became Prime Minister. It's just New Zealand is so small, seriously. It is small. Yeah. But um, she's amazing. Obviously, she's had a little baby. Yes. That's so cute. And she bought it. What did she do this week? It. Her. It. Her. Uh, to the UN. Oh, God, what's it called? The General Assembly. The General Assembly, yeah. And she is the first person to ever bring a baby in there. Um, little three-month-old Neve. So cute. She's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Her dispatches from the hospital like the cutest thing ever do you remember they're like little instagram stories oh, she was doing yeah. yeah i know i love what i love about her is that she's so up with the times like she just wants to jump on facebook and chat to people on yeah. there and she loves she doesn't really use twitter that much but she's always on instagram like if i put up a story about her when she went and met the queen and that was just incredible i was just like oh my god this is incredible and she just replies yeah. she's just she's just so on the pulse with that even though we complain about being tired. <laughs> She's a new mum who's also running a country and we're like, oh, pretty exhausted after going to one work event last I night know. and getting home at 9.30. I think it's so amazing that she's not trying to – you know how I think the thing in the past was I can do it all, I'm a woman, I'm a mother, I can do it all, so people would just kind of have a baby and then just pretend they didn't have one. Like they'd just mm. be out there mm-hmm. in a suit, back yep. to work in yep. six weeks. Um the kid's not affecting my life, the kid's not ruining my life, whatever. Whereas she's like, I can do both. Mm. And I love her whole thing is she's like, women do this everywhere. And what she actually said to me, which was amazing, was, and what she said elsewhere as well, it's not just an exclusive, um, (laughs) is that she, the woman she really looks up to are the single mothers and the woman who don't have much. And she's very lucky to have this incredible support network. She has Clark, who's her partner, who's now a stay-at-home dad, um, and he, you know, is fortunate enough to be able to travel with her for work so she can do both things. Whereas there's so many women all around the world pulling double shifts right now, working, you know, 16-hour days to be able to bring food home. And I love that she kind of brings it back to that. And she's from, I'm pretty sure, like a pretty humble background. Yeah. And so she's very aware of that, which yeah. I love. The like, cutest thing was in your interview when you interviewed Clark, her partner, and he was like, my job is to make life easier for her. So she tells me what she wants for dinner and I go buy all the oh, – sorry. Buy all the – I have very, like, big hand gestures and I keep whacking that microphone. Like angry Italian dad. <laughs> yeah, mamma mia. Um, she, and he, she says what she wants to eat for dinner and he'll go buy all the ingredients and prep it and she just has to walk through the door and, like, cook up one little thing and then it's done. I, I don't like, even have to do that. Because <laughs> his boyfriend cooks everything. Yeah, and when he goes away, I, I just go into fight or flight mode. <laughs> I'm literally like, okay, how do I survive? Yeah, I just starve to death. Anyway, love you, Jacinda. Yeah, 
Uh, also, another thing that happened today um, is everyone's talking about Meghan Markle's hair. And that's because she stepped out and she actually got layers, which I'm not a fan of, to it's be honest. It's very, like, throwback look. Yeah. It's like what I asked the hairdresser for in 04 when I was, like, With, a, with a few streaks a as well. A feathered cut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. Anyway, so we did a story at work yesterday um, about how there's this, like, batshit crazy theory that because, and this is just what's going to happen now forever until she has a baby, that because mm. her hair's straight, she's pregnant. But, uh, and because she's cut it, and, and that's because it's read, quite compelling. Yeah, yeah I read your yeah. article. Yeah, um, every every time K Mid Kate Middleton has mm. um, for the layman has <laughs> um, been pregnant, she's she's done a minor hair transformation just before she's announced the pregnancy to like throw people off the scent. So well, people yeah, are commenting so people on that, and then like on that. three weeks later, she's like, "I'm pregnant." Like when she got bangs. Yes. When she cut all her hair off at Wimbledon. When she got... To be honest, I've never really cared that. But it's so funny because when I was little, this is definitely the creepiest thing I've ever done um, to date. And I've probably told you about this before. But when I was six and Princess Diana died, I don't know what happened. How did we get here? (laughs) (laughs) We're already on Princess Diana. I love her. Um, I cut out newspaper clippings like a little devil child. And stuck them up all over the walls in my room and found candles and had a shrine in my room. And mum said that it went on for like four hours before she was like, she's been awfully quiet. I wonder what she's doing. And I had made this full shrine and was just like actually the grudge child. That's insane. Yeah. But anyway, so since she died. <laughs> like I don't know what else to say about that. That's so it's weird. fucking weird. Yeah. But since she died, I sort of kind of dropped off and didn't really care yeah. all that much about so I've never really cared about Kate Middleton. No. What? People fucking love her. I'm just mm. like, okay. She's just she's she just cute, exists. but she's just yeah. like a boring she just grew up really rich. She's like the queen where it's like the queen when you like when you watch The Crown now, you're like, I can't believe you were ever not eighty. You I know, like she was I love her too, but she but was yeah. born to be yes. eighty years old. Like she just loves to like ride a horse. Mm. And Play with the little dogs. Yeah, like eat a cake. Like she just shouldn't have never been 20 or 30 mm-hmm. or 40 or 50. Princess Margaret, Kate, on the other hand. Yeah, Kate Middleton is like just born to be like 45. Mm. Yeah. And a mum yeah. of like 10-year-old kids. So she's never really interested me. And then and neither, same with Prince William, Prince Harry, even though they're obviously Diana's kids. So I should be really I keen on what they're doing. And then now that Meghan Markle's on the scene, I can't get enough. I just can't. Yeah. Every time she steps out of the house, I'm like, what are you doing? What are you wearing? Who are you smiling at? Why are you happy? Who just made you laugh? Yeah. Who's that little child talking to you? I want to know everything. And I think it's because Harry was always the kind of funny, yeah, you know, bad boy who yes. just wanted to dress up like a Nazi and smoke weed. Yeah. And now Meghan's just this... Do you think that we're in such like troubled times that we just need the distraction? <laughs> I don't know. Make us forget about it's Donald Trump. We're cute... like, oh, Megan's wearing a blue dress again. Yeah. That's fucking made my day. I actually read somewhere ages ago when it was the royal wedding hysteria that the whole thing about her is and Harry is it's just such a nice romantic love story in the sense that you've seen Harry, whereas William was kind of always had his shit together. Yeah. Got to be king. <laughs> Got to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Harry kind of went off the rails. He was really devastated about his mum's death. It obviously really impacted him. We saw it all play out in the spotlight. We saw him go through really tumultuous. Is that, Tumultu- a, <laughs> is that a word? Tumultuous. Yeah, times. Yeah. And then he just met this 
beautiful American actress mm-hmm. who is so different to anything his family would have ever wanted for him yeah. and they're just so in love and they've made it work and it's just this fairy tale yeah. and I love that part of it like thinking about the sad boy walking behind the coffin I know, oh, and then what's to come I know it's really nice. It's so nice. I kind of want to touch on, just completely off topic, how yeah. we did a test for this podcast. And yes. what you just told me off here about what Zach said. Oh about my, my habit. Oh, you want to do it? <laughs> I can't believe it. So, Zach is Grace's boyfriend, and she just very casually told me off here <laughs> that I have a habit that I had no idea about. I, I swear to God, nobody's ever told me this in my life. Anton, my, my boyfriend, has never <laughs> noticed it or mentioned it. You had never noticed it or mentioned it? No. When he told me, I was like, Izzy doesn't do that. And then you did it at dinner I'm and so I was lost. It. <laughs> Izzy does this thing where she just goes, do do do. Why? I'm so confused. You were like, okay, so when we like record tonight, you're going to say this, you're going to do this, and then do-do-do, next thing's next. <laughs> I was like, what? And then is that when you realised it happened? Yeah, I was like, this must just happen all the time because I probably wouldn't have even I've noticed you saying that if he hadn't mentioned it. But he was like, she does, he was like, Grace, I've hung out with Izzy like nine Heaps. times yeah. in the past nine weeks and she's done it every single time. Like I thought we all just knew this was a thing. <laughs> Like he said it like it was a thing. Like yeah. he was just so like he was just like, was just like Izzy do 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 like blah blah blah. Like and I was like what? <laughs> I was really worried about bringing this up because I was worried I that I'll start, to, oh. I'll start saying it and everyone <coughs> who listens will pick up on it and it's it'll good be really to get annoying. in early and let people know. Give do people do. the heads up. Do do do. What? <laughs> I can't believe I'm it. I'm sad you're paranoid about it now because I just want to hear you do it again. And now because you're aware of it, you're not going to. No, I think I will because I have no <laughs> idea. I cannot tell you a time in history that I've ever said that. So it's probably just going to pop out. Yeah. Anyway, do do do. On to the next topic. Like <laughs> Lively. Like Lively. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go this one. Yeah, so um, Blake Lively, I'm like obsessed with her. I don't know why. It's a bit basic. Yeah, I just love her face. I just mm. think she's just. She's a good face. There's a gossip girl thing, but I don't know why. I just, she's... I just, I, I don't even like her as a person. No, I just like looking at her. But she's obviously got this new movie coming out called A Simple Favor, and her character in it wears. She's very like good at promoting her own movies, don't you think? She's always got like a three pronged strategy where she'll like wipe her Instagram account, and Ryan Reynolds is in on it. Her but really she's... crap movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's never been in a good movie ever. But she. Um, has been wearing only designer suits on the press circuit for it because that's what her character wears. So they're like mm. full three-piece mm-hmm. suits and it's like a thing. And when she – if you know anything about Blake, Blake Lively, when she does press tours, she'll change outfits like eight times in a day. Um, she's obviously really into fashion. She's like the most psycho person at the Met Gala every year. Her dresses yes. take like – She says that she doesn't have a stylist because she loves fashion so much. Yeah. And one time she got changed definitely eight times in one day. Eight times in one day, Yeah. Yeah. And then someone commented on Instagram something about, um, oh, you're wearing a suit for the billionth time. And she sort of clapped back a bit and was like, would you ask a man why he's wearing a suit on the press tour? And I was like, no, like that's not sexist. You're wearing it on purpose to promote a movie. You're wearing like four in a day. You're wearing a Versace suit, a Ralph Lauren suit, a blah, blah suit. Like, Yeah, massive standout pieces. And it's like, sure, you, you, being a sexist question is a question you wouldn't ask a man, right? But 
I'm certain if Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio stepped out and ate floral suits in one day, <laughs> people would ask questions. Yes. I think it's this silly thing where we now have this attitude that if you ask a woman, a famous woman, anything about her clothes, it's sexist and it's ridiculous because that's a form of expression for them. They're mm. working really closely with designers who have amazing craftsmanship. They Most of them love fashion. She's always front rock. She was just front rock Dior. Yes. She's been like she went to the Ralph Lauren show, wore a Ralph Lauren three-piece suit and wore the same, a different suit by Ralph Lauren to the world premiere. Like I'm like, you're not. You're playing the game. Like you're into it. You love the clothes. You can't. Get angry. Get all the benefits of loving fashion and caring about it and being paid lots of money to wear clothes and then clap back as if, like, it's sexist. Mm. It's so, I don't and know. It's I feel sexist. like she maybe doesn't understand what I know. sexism is, bless her soul. But I, yes, it's sexist. If she went on the red carpet, all anyone asked her about was fashion, that's it. Nothing else at all. Yeah. But I doubt that's really ever happened. No. Like, you could get annoyed if that was all anyone ever wanted to talk to you about and you're obviously an actress and your job is not fashion but asking what someone's wearing when they're wearing a gown that they had to hire a bus out to yeah. get to the Met Gallery yeah. <laughs> yeah. is I know. I know it's weird it's like of course you're going to ask her about fashion of course mm. like you're going to ask you know you said before you're going to ask Harry Styles about fashion because he obviously cares a lot about it and works mm. closely with designers and wears crazy outfits yeah so you know it's not a blanket rule that asking a woman about clothes is sexist we both work at fashion magazines. Yeah, I think that's really silly. I don't like it. <laughs> We're going to just be talking about... It was like the Ask Her More movement. I'm like, yes, ask her more. Like, don't just ask her only about what she's wearing on a red carpet. But interviews with actresses is the purpose of getting more information out of them. When you're on a red carpet where you're literally there to see what they're wearing and they've spent months choosing something and they're probably being paid... I don't know if people know that actresses get paid between like twenty dollars and $30,000 to wear a designer mm. on the red carpet. Not all the time. Not all the time, but like the high level actresses. So you're you're advertising something. You're in an advertising contract. It's not out of the question for people who are love and are obsessed with fashion to want to know who your dress is by, what the process of getting made was. And people want to know where they can get it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry, Blake. About that. Sorry, Blake. Love you. Otherwise, (laughs) Grace loves you. I'm not that convinced. Uh, Serena Vanderwoodson was your best role and I hated you as her. So, I loved her. Uh, last week we had a very busy week. Um, yes. We're both still dead from it. Yes. But um, I think one of the highlights for both of us was when Alexa Chung came over yes. from London. We've loved her for years. She's so fucking chic. She's so She's cool. She's She's so funny. She's very funny. And we both interviewed her separately. But um, back to back. Back to back. Good. Yeah. Because we like to think of ourselves as a bit of a double act. Like we're like Izzy... Izzy's good with celebrities, gets in, warms them up. <laughs> I come Grace. in and I'm like, I am Izzy's friend. And they're like, okay. For a, for a completely competing publication comes in. Yes. I've warmed them up. Yeah. And I'm like, that was my best friend. And they're like. We don't care. Okay. Yep. Um, anyway, it was awesome. And then we went to a party that night and she was there too. Yes. But what I was actually trying to get at, not the party, was what she said during your interview. Yeah. We, I spoke to her a bit. Something I'm really interested in at the moment is about. Instagram, it seems like people are very obsessed at the moment with take, announcing that they're taking a break off Instagram or detoxing off Instagram or whatever. And I wanted to know from her what her attitude is about her relationship with social media as someone that obviously benefits a lot from social media, but then mm-hmm. also that I can't imagine. I worry about what I'm posting on Instagram and like 11 people follow me. Like if I had 
4 Three, million think, followers yeah. or whatever she has, like the, the, the pressure about worrying about what to post, I just think you'd become obsessed with it. And she sort of said, I think it was really good what she said where she just basically said that um, your relationship with social media is kind of up to you. I did try and do a social media detox recently um, to no avail because I, the thing I love about... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Social media is having a window into other people's lives and being able to see things outside the parameters of my experience. Personally, I made um, a decision to do quite a big cull recently of things that weren't making me happy or things that no longer had relevancy to my life. So I got rid of quite a few fashion accounts that were making me paranoid or making me, you know, they were affecting the work I was doing and the vision I had for my brand and instead replaced them with, I don't know, pictures of cats and or um, a lot of interiors actually. I think I've realised that I've aged because now I'm attracted to pottery. So yeah, I think just you have to be mindful. It, no one else, you can't be like, social media is bad. It's like, well then you're bad. Just take responsibility for your own shit, man. Yeah, so basically I think that's a good sort of segue into some of the conversations we've been wanting to have recently about kind of, you, you need to take you need to take ownership for your relationship with social media. It's up to you whether you become addicted to it or not. And I think people have become – it's made people a bit too self-obsessed where you've got people that have, like, 1,000 followers who are, like, announcement, I'm taking a detox, I'm unfollowing all the people who don't inspire me. I'm, and you're just like, can you just get the fuck over yourself? Like, mm. it's just – I get that like, too. Like, unfollowing their own friends because they're not inspired. Like, you know, you're not – because I guess taking a break for, I don't know, I find that with Instagram more than anything else, I never really use Facebook anymore, I don't use Twitter, more than anything else, I just jump on and I scroll and scroll and scroll and you get stuck in these black holes. But I'm kind of fortunate is that what I think for us is that we're of the age where, or mindset, where we're not looking at it in an unhealthy way, where I don't look at all these tiny models or Emily Ratajkowski and think she's so skinny and it's it's not affecting my mental health in that way. The only thing it's affecting is my bank account because I follow bloggers and then buy yeah. all their clothes. But I think I get that when p- people take a break because they're looking at those things and they're starting to feel bad about themselves and they're feeling – I get it, but I feel – I'm with you where I feel just take the break. Like yeah, just, just I just think offline. it just feels like it's almost like you're ta- you're announcing that you're going off Instagram to get likes on Instagram and have people say you're so amazing and it's it's like 
you're completely feeding into the exact same thing that you're claiming to get away from. Mm. I think that if you th- if you're a person with a modest amount of followers who's like a normal person like us and you feel the need to make a public service announcement that you're going off the grid for a few days or a few weeks, like mm. that's obviously a problem. I don't even get it for anyone, but I, but I get what you mean if it was, say, Selena yeah. Gomez and she wanted to go off for three I guess, months yeah. and her fans would have a fucking meltdown yeah. and send, like, <laughs> search crews out and pay for billboards and stuff. Like, I get that. But, um, yeah, so I guess also what Kanye West was saying the other day was quite mm. interesting. I love how he's been texting people and just being like, can I put this on Twitter? I know. Can I, can I post this? He's he actually... didn't give John Legend that. Um, heads oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's doing that now. But he, so yeah, he basically suggested that um, he's talking to like the CEO, the CEOs or whatever mm. from like Twitter and Snapchat and stuff, and he's like suggesting that they remove the ability to see your likes and your followers from your feed because he's like it's kind of obnoxious, like it's kind of like having a bank account on display or whatever, like it's not him talking about something yeah. being obnoxious. I know. But he's like, it's not productive for people. Yes. If they're up there, all you'll do is compare. Whereas if Mm. you remove that entire element from it, people still know how many people are following them or whatever, but you are just going on and seeing things you like as opposed to feeling like shit about how, okay, I must be ugly because my selfie got 17 likes and this person's got 200. 200. (laughs) (laughs) Chris loves to kind of... Trail off. She's sort of talking to herself. I get bored and of so my own can, point. So she goes quite quiet. So I'm sorry if at some points you literally can't hear a thing she's saying. She's, she's got of, some hand signals. To <laughs> she's, kind of, she's kind of walking out of the room and taking her microphone off because she's ready to go home. But yeah, it's like sign language. It's like hold up three fingers when you're yes being annoying. So the other thing that worries me about social media is. Just all the trolling that's going on. And I know trolls have been around forever, but I think I've been noticing it more in really horrible circumstances. So, for example, um, the Australian woman, Sinead McNamara, uh, who died on the cruise ship recently, a few weeks ago, um, her Instagram was just filled with people being completely horrible, saying completely false things. She's a real person. She's not even a celebrity. And people are going, you're a prostitute. You deserve to die. Like, did you know that was happening? I think I saw something about it at the time. I think with these things, I really struggle to get my head around it because I'm like, that's the people who are doing that are like are like human beings. Like, it's an actual person, yeah. who is real, who you could probably meet, and yeah, and you probably click on their page, and yes, photos of their family and their friends. It's just so weird. It's just like what's what goes into. Like, I have things that I probably think that are quite unkind when, like, something happens where I'm just like, that person's a fucking idiot or, like, obviously not about something like someone getting killed. But, you know, where celebrities do something or someone puts up a photo that's clearly photoshopped or something where I'm just like, oh, just fuck off. But, I like, it would never even cross my mind to sit down and write it. And I'm just like, when you get these people who write the most heinous things en masse, Mm. who the fuck are they? (laughs) Um, And so, you know, how... Mac Miller died, the American rapper, yeah. um, passed away from an overdose a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, when he died, everyone was commenting on Ariana Grande's Instagram saying that she contributed to his death in some way. But, yeah. but mostly like, not being like, hey, Ariana, you contributed to Mac Miller's death in some way. You should feel bad. <laughs> they were saying, you know, go kill yourself. You <coughs> killed him. You're fucking horrible. You should go and die. Like, all these horrible things. And this woman, 
dated him for two years. She just broke up with him. And yeah, it was a very public, very messy split. Like she very quickly got engaged to Pete Davidson, who's the SNL producer who she's with now. And obviously that would have contributed in some way to Mac Miller feeling down probably yeah. in the past few months. So she would feel horrible. And all these people were just commenting horrible things. And me, little mum here, <laughs> decides. It was so weird. I just got in... I what haven't did even you do? Are you getting into fights with people in the comments section? Imagine. <laughs> Leave Ariana alone. Yeah, no. Um, I just really love her after all the Manchester arena I know, stuff. I love her too. And her little, I love her, um, her grief piglet. <laughs> she got a piglet. I know. I, know. I was like, that's such a good idea. Mm. Yes, absolutely. That that's, would make you feel so much yeah. better. It's so fucking cute. I got Frankie, my cat, when my dad passed away. Yeah. I got her like grief, straight away. Grief kitten. Yeah. And I hadn't really told anyone in my flat. And I just came home with her one day. I was like, no one can be angry at me because my dad just died. <laughs> Do you have <laughs> a heart? She's <laughs> just locked in the room with a kitten for three months. Anywho. So she... Um, People were commenting that, and I just weirdly so then her fans were coming back, and I was refreshing and refreshing. I don't know why I was stuck in this <laughs> dark hole. I was in the Gold Coast for I work. I literally saw he dead. Not, he was dead, and I was like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just was, didn't I, think about it again. Yeah, and then um, I started. I haven't told you this. I started reporting abuse. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I didn't even know you could do that, but you can, and I was. It's actually really nice of you, but I would never do that. No. <laughs> I know. I just felt so bad. You've been such a little, like, Robin Hood lately with your... Why? Because you sent that um, fan letter. What? Oh, don't. I haven't told told anyone that. I I literally told you and then I felt so embarrassed (laughs) because you were sort of... When I told you that, when I messaged you that, you were like, what? And then I was sort of like, what? That's really nice. So, Izzy... I mean, is you're obsessed with this podcast called The Teacher's Pet, which is like a true crime Australian podcast, and it's amazing. Yeah. And it's awful, but amazing. And it's, I mean, if you're in Australia, you probably should have heard of it. And if you haven't, download it now. But it's presented by this guy called Headley Thomas, <laughs> who's a Australian journalist, and is he wrote him a fan letter. <laughs> oh, so we didn't explain that the whole premise of this... It's called. It's all called after work drinks. So I'm sure you get the. You get the. <laughs> We're drinking. drinking. We're drinking wine. So um, yeah. Hidley, yeah. I'm quite embarrassed about this, but I'm mostly embarrassed because he hasn't replied. Because <laughs> he like if he had, you would have like posted it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's probably just like. I made my email address public for tip-offs about the whereabouts of missing mother of two, Lynette Dawson, <laughs> and not for fucking fan mail. But I've Headley groupies. Yeah, I've literally never sent that to anyone else. He just does such an incredible job. He's, I love him, yeah. I think he's I, – I like – I developed a bit of a crush on him from <laughs> listening to it. And then I Googled him and he's like 65 what or something. What did you expect? I don't know. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was this young strapping boy. I know. That was my ideal. I was like, is this my husband? But Well, no. So, yeah, I emailed him. But anyway, about the teacher's fit, I feel so embarrassed. Hi, Hedley. Email me back. I'm on the show, Headley. This is going to just turn into, from episode two, we're going to change this to a teacher's pet review podcast. The teacher's pet recaps. (laughs) 
Um, so we might as well just talk about it now. Because yeah. It has been something that we've been obsessed with. Buckle up, everyone. This podcast will now go for the next four hours. All right, everyone ready to talk about murder? <laughs> Us from Megan Marcus here to murder, probable murder. You can't say that we don't cover all the big topics. <laughs> yeah. You can't say we cover all our bases. Don't cover them. Uh, so The Teacher's Pet is a podcast series about Lynette Dawson, who... Went missing, it's 30, what is it, 36 years ago or something from the Northern yep. Beaches in Sydney. Mm. Um, two young daughters and her husband was a star rugby player. Uh, Very good looking. Who? <laughs> I know. He killed her. I Probably. Know, he was. Allegedly. Allegedly, according <laughs> to the findings of two coroner's courts in New South Wales. <laughs> and every other human being. Yes. He's now hiding out in Queensland being like, fuck, 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 fuck. I wonder how scared he is or if he's so, like, delusional yeah, that he, he was just doesn't. He, when he was young, he was really good looking. Someone the other day was like, Chris, Chris Dawson wasn't hot. And I was like, can we just stick to the facts of the case, please? Yeah. <laughs> like he was. <laughs> That's something that it's is. It's so funny in the podcast because so many of the women interviewed at the time are like, are still just frothing over him, even though they're like, we think yeah. he killed his wife. They're yeah. like, he was a model. He was gorgeous. Mm. He was heaven. And we I mean, we're literally down, sitting please. here and the whole of Australia wants to bang the honey badger. <laughs> like, I know. Chris Dawson could have really. Please don't say he could have been the bachelor. No, he couldn't have been the bachelor. He probably would have been the bachelor back in the day. God. But yeah, so it's a very serious topic and we... Yeah. We're really upset because basically Headley brought this whole case to light. Um, it had been sitting idle for years and years and years because basically the police didn't really do a good job of it at all. I'm just no, they, they were they were fr- he was friends with a bunch of like local police mm. detectives at the mm. time, and they just didn't look at it for like years and years and years. Because he didn't even report her missing for six months, and by this time, literally yeah. two days after she goes missing, he moved his high school student lover into yeah. their house and told. Their two little daughters that um, Lynn was a fake mum. I actually can't deal with this. And that she, the sixteen-year-old, yeah, was their real mum. And then she ended up being quite horrible to them, which I'm like, I'm so at odds about it because I think you're a child yourself at sixteen, mm. so to be thrust into that thing where you're just being expected to act like a mother, you probably wouldn't do a very good job. But then just those girls, like they were just kids. They were two and four. Yeah, it was horrible for them. But yeah, I, I don't. I know it was horrible for them and I feel bad that they were treated that way, but I feel for her too. Like yeah. I, I kind of feel like she was, she was the whole time. She was just, she didn't think that he'd murdered his wife. Yeah. She was too young to really think about it properly. You are really and she, stupid when you're 16 well, as well. Yeah. 16. And he sort of picked out someone that. He so just groomed he, her completely. Yeah. He was a teacher and she was his student and he, he sort of picked her out and groomed her, but he was, he also picked someone that had like a troubled family life didn't have many friends, you know, like yeah, they wouldn't yeah, have the, the support network to be like, this is fucked, mm. don't do this. And so the whole time she's even, I think a friend of hers was telling Hedley that she was just like, when's their mother coming back? Like when's their mum going to come back and look yeah. after these girls? Like I, I've just been thrust and have to be their mum, have to pick them up for, from school, have to p- pack all their lunches. And she's just like, what the fuck? I didn't want this, this job. Yeah. I didn't really even want this life. Mm. And eventually, so she... We're wrecking the whole series. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah spoiler alert after we told you everything. But we're just... Like, <laughs> it's also like someone's life. We're like... Download the teacher's pet or just listen to our 10-minute recap yeah. of the entire <laughs> series. Um, 
But so they, the police just actually off the back of the series, this is how incredible it was. It was downloaded, what was it, 17 million 17, people? 17 million people, yeah. Have listened to it. Yeah. So off the back of that, the police have actually started doing their job and they're being like, oh, fuck, this is a complete screw-up. So they've now dug up the property at Bayview. Why didn't they find her? Which is where they thought they would find the body. But, I mean, he lived in the bush. It would be really, I know, really but he weird. kept coming back to the house and being like, where are you digging? Like, yes. That's so fucking weird so to when, do if when she's they not sold there. the house, he would yeah. keep coming back and asking the new owners, which is so strange. No one would ever do that. Imagine if you were them because they just thought he was a weirdo. They didn't know any of the backstory. Yeah. And now, like, 20 years later, they're being told, well, his wife went missing under suspicious circumstances just before you moved in. Mm. And they just, like, are like, I feel sick thinking about it because he came over so much and it yeah. was so weird. I know. So I feel like she's somewhere really close, but I don't know why he would just bury her right outside the kid's bedroom. It's just a bit weird. Yeah, that is so weird. But and what's with the cardigan? Oh, God, we're just not making any sense to anyone who hasn't listened to the teacher's pet, but everyone who has will be it's just too much really to, into this. Yeah, there's yeah. so much Headley's a master storyteller. You can't just wrap up all that info in a He also sentence. did it in, like, ten different episodes, exactly. which were over an hour long. But I even tried, so for the magazine, I was going to write a massive feature on it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so, so, so much to cover. It's 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 huge. So, yeah, it, everyone thought, well, Headley thought, and people thought that uh, Lynn was buried in the backyard of their Bayview home, which he later moved, Chris later moved out of with Joanne, the 16-year-old. Yeah. Um, but he kept coming back to the house and asking the new owners what renovations they were doing. So everyone was sort of like, well, that's fucking strange she yeah. must be there he literally had said the phrase where are you digging yeah about but, the backyard so now the police have actually dug this up in the past two weeks mm. and they didn't find lynn so now everyone's kind of like well where is she but they lived like we can't forget they didn't live in fucking inner sydney yeah, yeah. they lived in the bushland there was so much space around yeah. i feel like it would make a lot more sense for him to have walked i don't know 200 meters and put her somewhere there. I know. And so it it's just, just hard because yeah, it's horrible. It's so sad. It. So we're going to wrap this up now, even though we went a bit, that in. <laughs> a bit off topic. Uh, and I mean, well, not really. The teacher's bit is still topical. It's just like very classic that you and I would start. Yeah, look, this about. isn't going to be a polished product. Okay? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're wine deep. Yeah, our brand is dishevelled. <laughs> Yes, so <laughs> it's just two girls having a chat, you know. Mm, exactly, and we hope we're not Headley. We wish we were. Yeah, but uh, Headley, reply. Headley, if you're listening, podcast. Please reply to Izzy. <laughs> okay, so thanks everyone for listening. How do people wrap up podcasts? Yeah, all the usual suspects, you know. Subscribe, download, leave a review, download, tell your friends. Yeah, put up a poster. Tell Alexa. Tell Headley. <laughs> Don't tell Chris Dawson. Tell Hedley Thomas. Don't tell Chris. Don't tell Chris. <laughs> Chris, if you're listening, we don't want you. You're the only person we don't want to listen to this. And Paul. And your brother, brother Paul. And, and Marilyn. He's fucking wife. let the side down. <laughs> We're so disappointed in you, Marilyn. We can't tell you. You're the worst of the bunch. Yeah, she actually is. She's not. She's not the worst of the bunch, <laughs> but she, you know, where's the sisterhood? Yeah, she's not a good person. No. Anywho, so, apart from you three, <laughs> dick to do, we're off. Dick to do. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye. Cheers.
Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.